Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding sticker commercial. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm here to let you know there's only one way to get the new Mostly Skateboarding stickers. That's by making a donation to the Kevin Wilkins Fund on GoFundMe. Kevin was a longtime editor at Transworld and went on to help found the Skateboard Mag, where he was Mike and my editor. He gave me my first writing job, and now he's battling prostate cancer, and they just discovered spots on his pelvis. So donate at least $10 to the Kevin Wilkins Fund, forward your receipt to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com along with your mailing address, and I'll send you some stickers. You can find a link to donate in this week's show notes. Thanks for your help. Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Mike Munzenreiter. This week, Milton Martinez has us thinking about hill bombing, but first, John's video. You know we gotta do it. It's always a treat when Johnny Wilson drops a new video. This morning, we got 21 minutes of pure NYC ripping, uh, with a little Miami in there too, I think, um, plus two part clips, uh, from the crew, which includes Cyrus Bennett, Andrew Wilson, Max Palmer, and Nick Stain. Video only dropped this morning. Mike, how are you taking it all in? took me a while to actually take it all in because, God, I think I, you know, I'm working from home right now. So I get on the computer, I open up the Twitter and immediately like Cafe Cream Skate Blog at Twitter.org has up like this esoteric tweet of just like, you have to watch John's video. And, you know, so immediately I'm just like, where do I get this? I put the query out, baby Jesse, the good skate Twitter homie. I think that phrase is appropriate. He's 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 an OG of the of the medium. Gets me the link, and then I had to wait all day. I waited like a good ten hours to finally watch it. And uh, I think one one like top of the mind is, are these dudes just doing it for free? Like that's, that's what I was wondering. To YouTube, yeah. I don't know. I, I saw on the Instagram description, uh, thanks to Nike. So maybe this was yeah. either attached to a Nike project, or maybe Nike threw them. A couple bucks, um, something, but you know that's that's real. The way you just said that you had to wait the entire day because that's what it's like being a, a grown-up skater and having a day job and yeah. not just being able to just put it on immediately and say, okay, cool. You know, I've been stuck in virtual meetings all week long. Had a major presentation yesterday as well as today, and it felt so good. Closed up my work joint, opened up my personal. And just throw that video on. Like I felt like, yo, I've earned this. Like this was like it hit like um, you know, it hit like a happy hour beer, and it's only Thursday, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What's what's so great about? I mean, Johnny Wilson has been, I don't know, it's been half the decade or whatever. Like, what is is it the crew? Is it the filming? It's probably all of it plus the music. But like, what hits so well for you guys, Templeton? Yeah, I I think it's like with all the videos it's it's like the it's the amalgamation of everything you know like and i i think it all kind of hinges on like a good filmer because i think in skateboarding the filmer is also kind of like the producer like they're usually the one that's like hey like i saw this spot or like hey let's all like go to miami let's you know the filmer is usually the one that's making it happen so i feel like you know johnny wilson is kind of like the linchpin that's like holding this crew together and like kind of creating the opportunities almost like, mm -hmm. you know, the guys are skating. They're amazing. You know, all all props to them. That's all on them. But I think that, you know, Johnny Wilson is kind of the one that's uh, maybe created their image or, like, helped them be who they are or shown off who they are. Given He's shown them off in their best light, let's say. No it's a, I think it's a storytelling thing, right? 
Like, I really miss New York. I miss my friends in New York. I miss skating there. And so this hits a little, it hits a little extra this time of year because normally my wife and I go out to New York and we spend the holidays um, with my parents and get to see all of our buddies back on the East Coast, but specifically New York uh, and, uh, and Jersey. And so this year, not going back because of COVID, it's, it just makes me feel like, oh man, I miss it so much, and I wish I could be. I wish I could be there in the summer. I wish I could do a winter session. And um, but yeah, back to my point about storytelling. He makes, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of filmers who've come out of, you know, come out of the five boroughs and have, you know, painted this portrait of skating in New York City. And there's something about the city. It's just like it's the perfect backdrop, right? Whether it's something super artsy like the first with the I Love Supreme whether it's Strobeck's little clips, Naquan, whose stuff I love. Like, this just makes me feel like, it makes me feel like you're part of the crew, right? And also the music, like something that started to grow on me in Johnny Wilson and other people's New York clips is somebody playing guitar at apartment level volume and that being the soundtrack. At first, I was kind of annoyed by it, but something about it, it feels like homespun and you don't have to clear it for copyright. And it just, also these guys all skate super fast. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. It's True, exciting. Yeah. It's like, it's exhilarating, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the shoe game. The shoe game is nice. Like the way that all these guys' pants or shorts fit against their shoes. And I don't know, maybe that's because there's, um, there may be some sort of Nike uh, influence, you know, humming in the background here. I mean, I certainly, I think everybody in the video rides for Nike, at least most the most of the folks who are featured. Yes. Yeah, but, I think that's yeah. true. The shoe game is the shoe game is on point. The outfits are good, and you can definitely tell that these are some folks who definitely got that back sweat, and definitely some <laughs> some street grime from um from a couple slams. Like these, they're putting in work. But then I'd, I'd have to spin it and ask y'all. Like this has been, you know, people said last year was amazing for videos, and even in the midst of a global pandemic, you're seeing just a flood of skate videos, especially now that it's Sodi Rush. This video doesn't even feel like it's part of that rush, but. How does this stand out? How does a video, like a, like you had the Death Wish video come out. Elijah Burrell just dropped another part today. Here we are talking about this joint, just New York City skating. Why this? Why does this stand out? I mean, this is just like what I want to see. This is like the ideal skating. Does, you know, not to take anything away from the Death Wish video, which was awesome. Like everybody should watch it. But like this is the skating that I can identify with. You know, like a really sick backside smith grind on a granite ledge is like ideal for me you know like that's like a trick i want to do and a trick i want to see so yeah that's rad no uh, no doubt and i would even this this one stuck out to me because it seemed like a lot of the like familiar dudes were kind of pushing the limits too like cyrus bennett i think is probably underrated just because you know he's not little he, he in John's video, he's not little Johnny's favorite skater at the skate park, but he did like ollie over a bump to bar and no slide fakie on a very sick a twelve inch ledge or something. I I mean that's just like insanity. Andrew Wilson, I think, kind of like expanded his repertoire. Jesus, repertoire. <laughs> Patrick, help me out. But uh, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that's a very basic word. That's uh, yeah, yeah. For for as many French words are in English, I should be better at this. Andrew Wilson showed expanded game, just doing you know random manual tricks, like a good street trick, and then all of a sudden he throws the manual out. That was sick. 
uh, you know, Max is him. And Nick Stain, his last part, like, that dude was all of a sudden doing a lot more tech manuals at full speed. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really natural skating that's also street skating, like, straight-up street stuff that's all actually really technically difficult in a lot of ways. And, I mean, it's a winning combination, if nothing more. Yeah, a lot of good manuals in this video. I feel like yeah. like the 180 fakie manual, backside or frontside, is is like yeah, kind of like an ideal manual trick for me. You know, it's not it's hard, super fucking hard, uh, but not overly tech, and uh, it just looks really cool, especially when um, Nick Stain does it. Yeah, yep. it looks like dealing a two piece. I mean, wow. So of this whole crew, who's still on nine one seven and who's since moved on? Because it's getting hard for me to keep up. Cyrus still That's on. It? Max Palmer is still on. Okay. Andrew Wilson's on polar. Polar. Nick Stain on, on hockey. Yeah. Okay. There we and go. Vincent uh, Vincent Tuzeri, who had a uh, a couple tricks in here. Same thing with Kevin Rodriguez. Uh, oh, yeah, Vincent's on. Stuff. Is he on hockey or on FA? Hmm. Oh, I think he's on FA because yeah, he had one of the little kid boards. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. I I, I no. felt like I could remember a portrait I love board. skating. And actually, Kevin Rodriguez has actually really grown on me, which is he has too. Yeah, same here. I think I think it was that interview with Corey Duffel when he said like, "Oh, the dude has really good taste in music," and it was like a really kind and empathetic dude. And for some reason, I was just like, "Oh wow, he seems like a swell guy." <laughs> he seemed like a one-trick homie for a little while. Like, I'm gonna early grab into like a curb grind, but no, yeah. he's he's good. He, he's, he's interesting. Found, like, he's found like a nice rhythm because I remember I read some interview with him from a couple of years back when he made the shift when he left Polar. And he kind of had this sentiment that he was, he was like, ah, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm going to guess that Pontus is pretty demanding as a boss, as a team owner. Yeah. And that maybe Kevin wasn't really feeling it and maybe didn't, maybe he felt he was being rushed or, I don't know, like, did, like there's something about this video, that, like, it felt super, I mean, yes, there's probably some sort of, some sort of shoe company help that went into this video. And you know what? Like, the world ain't free, right? <laughs> But this just felt like so nice. Like this felt like this video felt like summer, and it's been chilly on the West Coast. I mean, it's not you know it's mm-hmm. obviously not uh, Midwest or Plains or East Coast cold, but it's dry and it's chilly in the mornings. And I just you know this like this video felt like a, just like a little throwback to summer. Yeah, it felt like going back to storytelling. It felt nostalgic for me. Like it, almost like oh man, I, I remember those days. You know, not obviously I wasn't skating with those guys on those days, but like I remember those days in my life, you know, going on the skate trip, being out all day Mm -hmm. in the city. So Um, much skating, yeah. Yeah, it just just felt good. It felt like the videos that we used to make only, you know, really good uh, instead of very mediocre. I think you're selling yourself short. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I would say too, and I think maybe this is skate videos more largely writ for 2020. Like, the videos have been really good because people are skating where they actually live. Like, oh, where, yo, like the lack of travel, the lack of travel is actually, I mean, as insane and sad in all of the parameters of the pandemic and everything put to the side. Like, the fact that these dudes were in New York City, maybe a little jaunt to Miami. Like, I think, I, I can't even pull those clips into mine but i'm sure they're there 
like the fact that those dudes were skating New York and even like all the LA videos that came out, that Death Wish video is so just like cohesive because they're skating Southern California. Like people make sense when they're skating where they actually skate. I, th I think that's just a really important thing that's made a lot of the videos, like it's almost overwhelming in a skate video sort of way. How many good videos have come out in the past month? And not just like a flood of videos like you would say, like, you know, in the mid 1990s, right? Where skateboarding was kind of, um, was starting to grow again after the early 90s recession. But you're seeing like a very, very high quality caliber of video across formats. Solo parts are really good. Homie videos like this one are really good. Larger brands videos are really good. Folks who are chasing skater of the year, those videos are really good. Corporate shoe companies are really good. Quote unquote core companies videos are really good. Like that's super, super, super intimidating. And to your point about localism, right? We saw a little bit of that at the beginning of the year in Jackie Biarritz, uh, the little edit that came out of Biarritz, France with Lucas Puig and all his homies. And that was pre-pandemic, at least before, um, you know, COVID came on the scene, what, officially November of 20, 2019, but, you know, before countries started shutting down and people were forced to stay at home to prevent the spread. But all that footage from Biarritz was so interesting and so cool. And Lucas filming his Adidas commercial there. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And like you raise a really good point. Is there actually I think it's actually worth asking this question, right? Is it worth getting in the van? I, I think, no. you know, the van is always nice, you know, as a we're going to take you out of your, you know, normal state and just you can focus on skating. You can get stoked on some new stuff. Um, mm -hmm. The van is great. But I think that, you know, with limitations, comes innovation and comes inspiration you know it's like a haiku you can only have the like whatever syllable count and you gotta like work within those parameters so i think that being restricted has has you know given people a new way of thinking and looking at their their own immediate surroundings which i think is nice uh but i've always said that everybody should have to film at least one hometown part or like every pro skater should have to film a hometown part Every pro skater? Every pro skater. Even Christian Hosoy to freaking Nigel Houston. <laughs> <laughs> the two of the flashiest dudes in skateboarding ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just them skating a curb, their first curb. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, where's Nigel from? Like Sacramento or something? There's plenty yeah, of somewhere. shit in Sacramento or like that area of Northern California. And I don't know. Maybe yeah, I like should have picked some people who are like farther apart than Christian Hasoy and Nigel, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. Well, like, you're right. Like, uh, speaking of Sacramento, like, Miles Silvis is part of uh, his mostly Sacramento and, like, the excerpts of, uh, of the Bay Area. That was great. Like, that's, you're right. Like, maybe this is going to be a trend going forward, but, you know, I'm checking my emails, and every now and then, you know, I see these things coming from airlines with whom I have Miles, and they're just like, yo, when you flying again? When you flying again? Like, <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be this massive boom, like when it's, once it is actually safe to start traveling at the levels where before, because remember, up until the pandemic, like you had this wave of skating, right? You had a lot of East Coast cats who were going to say, you know, they were taking the cheap flight to Montreal, Barcelona, you know, really expanding their horizons because it was cheap enough to go. And because of Airbnb, for example, you know, instead of saying like, oh, we got to find a hotel or we have to crash with people, you say like, we'll just get some crappy apartment. Everybody pitch in, y'all sleep on the floor, <laughs> and we'll just skate and party and hang out and film and whatever. 
Uh, and that all came to a grinding halt. But at some point, like people are going to want to start doing that again. And I don't know, maybe we're, maybe we're going to lo- maybe there's something about 2020 that will, like you said, it's going to stand out. Like when we look back in five years, 10 years from now, that folks will say, like, dang, that whole year was so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> the whole the, the idea of getting an Airbnb made me think of that Volcom video where that like Colin Provost goes to New York City and it's like half the half the clip is in the Airbnb of just dudes loking out and then the rest is guys that you don't necessarily think of wanting to watch in New York City. I mean, you do that or you take a bunch of guys that ride for girl and make them skate in China for six months is what it felt like. I I, I don't want to come off as anti-skateboard travel as I am because I love it and it's super interesting. But as like video product, I just I really do think people thrive when they're like in their element because it just makes better sense. Like miles in the Sacramento area, that that makes sense. Albeit the Jordan jersey makes no sense when the Sacramento Kings were such a great team. <laughs> the Jordan jersey was so weird, considering also he rides for Adidas and not Nike. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, there's there's a it, the the Jordan thing and the Bulls hat. That's pretty fraught. Grab grab a grab a Chris Webber joint and embrace the Kings. Exactly. <laughs> I I really do think it's it's a good thing that people haven't been able to travel, and I think everybody's going to want to travel. I'm going to sure as hell travel, and it, all the skaters should. But in terms of the products that have come out this year, after we figured out that you know you can actually still go street skating and it's not a risky activity, um, unless you're hugging performatively after tricks, which is a whole. <laughs> bag like this was a this was an incredible year for skate videos and i i think it's you know it, it is a factor that people were where they had to be yeah you're right like it's i guess i wonder like are we gonna lose a certain special something about people being focused on their own area but then at the same time like mike you went to mexico city at the beginning of this year right yeah Man, I really want to skate there so badly. I haven't been since what, 2012? Okay. Highly recommend. Hard hitting question. It's the all clear, you know, inshallah 2021. Where's the first place you want to go? You got the ticket, someone else is paying for it. You get to go, stay wherever you like. You're going skating. Where are you going, guys? Oof, man, where am I going? I've been obsessed with getting back to Copenhagen, but I would trade that out for Berlin for the first time. Those are the two like spots in my mind. Mm-hmm. You were saying Templeton. Yeah, maybe like a Scandinavian country. That's a good call. I've always wanted to skate Stalin Plaza. I mean, that's just like granite ledges is what I like. I'm sure uh, Jason and I could go in on an Airbnb for that one. He's not here, but I'm sure <laughs> Stalin Plaza <laughs> is like top of his list as well. University of Minnesota has a lot of granite ledges. Just Ooh. saying. That doesn't get the um, uh, international mystique. Like uh, <laughs> going to Czech no, Republic. It's, it's Minnesota, you, you, you don't want to fly into Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport. It's a beautiful airport. <laughs> I mean, I will. <laughs> Fuck nice it. Airport. Like, I'm down. I mean, Can I crash in the basement? Oh. Oh, yeah, no. To be clear, this isn't an invite. No, okay. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is like roll through. It's like, let me stretch out. <laughs> will you like room? meet up and show us around yeah. at least? Yeah, yeah. I'll roll out for like half a day. Okay. Half a day. Oh, well, then again, you know, we all got real lives and responsibilities, bills to pay, whatnot. I think yeah, for me, I don't, I don't know why I'm being so harsh on my pod mates. <laughs> uh, for me, definitely Montreal. Um, yeah. It was so badly. Like, 
I was really hoping this would be the year that I would get to go to the Dime Glory Challenge. Right. Like, summer there looks so beautiful. It's like like Chicago on steroids, right? Like, Chicago, the winters are so miserable. And in summertime, people are so hyped to be out and about that there's just this air of excitement. And I went for Pitchfork uh, Festival in 2013. And I remember just going to every, every party, every hangout after you know, three days of the festival, just people were like, yeah, we're going to After Hours Club. You want to come? I said, yeah, sure, of course. And nobody was, was like, oh, no, I'm going home. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Nope. It's just like, we're staying out as long as we can and enjoying the weather. And Montreal looks like that times a million. And I, I don't know. It just feels so far away, you know? And it's been like, it's been a, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to still be able to go out and skate parks, to be able to go out and skate street skating this DIY that's not too far from uh, from the crib. But I just wish, I just want to just go, I want to go someplace and just skate. Yep. Just it. Like like last year, like when I went to San Francisco to see Stereo Lab, and during the day, just went skating, ate burritos, you know, went back to the hotel, took a nap, and then would go out at night. Sounds ideal. Yeah, I mean, not as much lately, because maybe I'm used to pandemic life. <laughs> but maybe three months ago end of summer you know it was i would say almost daily like oh my god i'm so glad i got out on that trip to mexico city because there is that like last semblance of living a best life or something Mm -hmm. and you know that was i think i got back like march 9th and the nba shut down basically the country like a couple days later it it was right under the you know right under the wire and, and that makes a difference. That made a difference. No more, no more sharing. No more like, yo, let me get a swig of that bottle of water. Like so much of so much of skating is gonna change. <laughs> yeah, God. there's always gonna be that homie that didn't bring any water though. Yo, yo, let me get a sip right quick. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're we're living in a maybe a parallel world to a bunch of skaters who who haven't fully uh, digested the fact that everything's different. Yeah. At least. From anecdotes seen on the skate Twitter, what what else do we think about this skateboard video though? The the video at hand. I think for me, it solidified something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Straight heel flips are trending. There okay. were like a good handful of straight heel flips in this video, and I feel like there've been a number of other straight heel flips, uh, you know, in in clips this year. And I think I think 2021 we're going to be seeing a lot more straight heel flips. Which was heel flips a tough, tough trick to make look good, but I think I think people are figuring it out. Who was it that uh, super fast towards the end of the video, uh, Nolly to manual on the curbs, keeps pushing, is in the middle of the street in Manhattan, um, and then just a heel flip, like kind of like a slow rotation. To was it Nick Stain? I think it was Nick Stain. Okay, yeah, okay, I see it. Um, also, by the way, uh, what was it? I think is it uh, is it Allen Street where it's the up a curb it's where people sit in the middle of the street there's cafe seating and then there's um an indentation in the sidewalk that goes to the street and folks are doing blunt on that uh slappy 5-0 oh yeah, yeah yeah that is really hard i need to find one of those things i i feel like it looks fun and different so i slipped yeah. out on one of those it hurt <laughs> mike have you skated one we, I haven't found a good one in the Twin Cities, and now that I think about it, there might be one at the former Pillsbury Towers. But, yeah, 
Yeah, like downtown Minneapolis is almost too familiar now where, you know, we hit all the regular stuff and there's so much other things. I need I need to find one. Mm -hmm. And okay, then here's the other question. Alex Olson, because there's a bunch of 917 folks in here. How does somebody with such a great eye for talent lose so many, right? Like, I mean, he put like this whole team together, you know, he put all these folks together. You know, he was the glue or is the glue. Um, I feel like 917 should be more popping. Like this should have been a, this, this could have been a 917 joint. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I feel like I've dogged on Alex a lot on this podcast. Um, and well, we'll I'll do it again. Um, I think Alex doesn't care. I think that he yeah. he's not like a like bloodthirsty businessman who has to his company has to succeed. I, I think that there's not enough on the line for him. It's just like a hobby, and I feel like on his nine club, he was just like kind of like saying that he doesn't like to do graphics for nine one seven, which to me was like that's like the only reason you have a skate company. Like that's like. <laughs> Like, the coolest thing about having a skate company is making graphics and, like, putting a team together and shit like that. But, like, I feel like the graphics is probably, like, the most fun you can have. And he doesn't like, like making it. shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, can anybody help me out? I Hit think me. it was Max Palmer who did the switch one foot, switch back tail. My notes, like I said, are... Oh, yeah. I think it might have been a little susky-ish. Okay. Okay. No, there was a lot of good shit interesting stuff in this video um if i'm gonna highlight one other thing nick stain carving backside at a curb did a 360 flip up it yep and Ooh, that the thing, backside 360 or the 360 flip up a curb backside is such a cool looking trick that's such a power move dude because that timing is so weird and like you probably gotta pop it bigger and travel a lot further than you ever think like Someone was dogging on Nick Stain on, on Twitter, and I just don't see it. Where it's like, you either got it or you don't, and the dude has it. Absolutely. I don't, I don't care how simple some of his skating might be. It looks really fucking cool. And that is the, that is the test. That's the end-all, be-all of skateboarding. Because, you know, you can do the hardest shit, but if it looks doofy, who cares? Yeah, I think that I think it's the first line that Nick Stain does where he's going real fast, doing pretty basic stuff. He like maybe does a half cab down four stairs by at Blubba and it ends with a big backside 180 and it's all like pretty basic, but you know, you're <clears throat> you're watching that line and you're like, yeah, I want to go where he's going, you know? Yep. Like and that's 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 what it is. You know, he's got it. He's got that like thing you want to follow. Yeah. And actually, also, shout out to Cyrus and Max. See, here's the thing. I'm sure that there, there are, like we were saying earlier, that this has been a, a, a banner year for skate videos. Tons of videos coming out. But it feels like there was something, it feels like this was just like tailor-made. If you're just a regular, regular skater and you want something just to be hyped on. Because just seeing like the buzz on Twitter, on Slap, amongst group chats, it felt like, it felt like, this is just like a homie vid, right? This is all, like it's just like no cool title, nothing. No, just John's vid, and it felt like it felt like a mixtape, you know? It felt like it felt like like when Lil Wayne was pumping out mixtapes or clips, like when uh, till the casket drops or we got it for cheap. Something that just gets you hyped, gets the streets hyped, and I'm sure it must be infuriating for bigger brands who have spent more money, sent their skaters in the van, either pre-pandemic or 
you know, basically tried to, you know, find ways around or follow protocol to film something and they're not getting the same kind of hype. And I think that just means that Johnny Wilson, he, Johnny Wilson got something. Johnny Wilson is able to give us 21 minutes that just gets, just get us hyped about skating in the best city in the world, which is New York City. And is, is this something that you could bottle? Is this something that like, say like a foundation no could way. ever do? I, not to besmirch foundation, uh, but I, th I think part of the magic here is that these guys have been making videos together for yeah. years and years before, you know, before any of them were any, anything like a household name. You know, this is like, it feels like a homie video because it is a homie video. It's just the mm -hmm. homies happen to all get paychecks from Nike. Um, yeah. So it's like, it, you can't like put that team together, you know, like, you know, the corporate boardrooms can't find these guys. No. But even like, uh, you know, most of skateboarding is far from corporate. You know, most operations are mom and pop, relatively small. But, you know, even for like, say, a midsize or a larger skate brand, right? Still can't get the same kind of um, traction. And it, there, I think there is something to be said about folks on the internet, folk like us on this podcast, people on other podcasts, talking about this video and being hyped on it. You know, it's like you can't, it seems like you can't, how do you put, you can't put, just put that together. You either got it or you don't. These dudes have been, I want to say, what, since 2013, 2014? Like, they're just doing what they do, and it happens to be really great. You were saying, Templeton. Oh, yeah. I, I think that if I was, you know, in control of a brand right now, I'd be looking for crews like this, you know, that are not, have not popped yet, but just like, okay, I want to put the whole crew I want to put the whole crew on, you know, I think that's, that's what you got to do is instead of trying to like create it yourself, go out and find it and then just like, you know, add fuel to that fire. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I think that's like, that'd be my approach. I, I, I wouldn't know the first thing about it. Like, how would you, I guess, like, how on earth would you find, find those people? I mean, of course they, you know, there's folks who film stuff, throw it up on Instagram. Uh, maybe they got a YouTube or a Vimeo edit. But there's something about this that just, especially, you know, you've got some Wu-Tang in there. Uh, I mean, actually, yeah, that was good. soundtrack was dope. So maybe that's the other thing, too. The soundtrack was dope. Had a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. Like, did I see that uh, it's the uh, something, you know, something from the score from Psycho is in this? I thought it was that first, uh, that first Cyrus track because the guy said, mentioned something about Psycho. Um, but it, it wasn't from Psycho. It's from something else. But that, mm. that track was, like, not your typical skate video track but it was perfect yeah i think uh former minneapolitan henry willette on twitter he's the guy maybe you've seen it where he takes the skate clip that uses a film score and he puts the film score on the other side and syncs up the music he's got a he's got a well well trodden thread on the internet but i, I think he pointed that out whatever, did, whatever yeah. track that actually was yep so. Oh, is this 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 also like because uh, I only watched it once day. It's like yo, the same dude was like yo, nice to meet you. I'm an artist. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that was that like the same dude or, or the same the dude that they ran into again, or was it like just a rehash of the same footage? I'm not sure. Who is that dude, by the way? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know about any of those questions just posed. I don't know. I, I feel like. <laughs> You're out skating enough, you do run into the same characters. So, I mean, it's like the <laughs> Street Twins, you know? They're just famous in skate videos. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Or uh, what's this with the dude from the the two guys from the Pat Duffy video? I especially like the flip of the board. Yep. <laughs> Those dudes ruled, laugh. Uh, no, I I just I just started doing the Rick Howard from virtual. <laughs> laugh right, laugh right. And I'm saying to myself, <laughs> get off the back paddle. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> we need we need more skate video quotes. We do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Maybe that that's the thing too. Like, um, th- there's also something kind of just fun about this, and I don't know. Like, is this hinting at some kind of a trend for next year that you're gonna see some more videos like this where folks are gonna they don't want to see Nigel Houston out on a mission? That would be pretty cool. I mean, I I think that skate videos have like a lagging timeline, so you know whatever video comes out next year is being made right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's probably gonna have some of, <clears throat> some of these uh, feelings. What was the last trick? Because I thought it was especially since it was being watched on YouTube, where the last trick happened and boom, the video's over, and all of a sudden, like I get an ad for you know some pipeline that's gonna crisscross northern Minnesota, like because of the medium. What was that last trick that Nick Stain did? I think it was a very long backside nose grind on a. A step. Yep, mm. that was fantastic. Yeah, I just, uh, it's so fun to watch these videos that, I mean, there is some ingenuity and like cool editing. And I have to think that there was knowledge that, you know, I'm uploading this to YouTube. And when the video ends, like you can't, like the viewer is going to scramble and be like, oh, fuck, how do I, I need to see that again. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's a very good time in skateboarding and skateboard video making. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like, no more. Actually, yeah, maybe just twenty twenty one. No more missions. Just have fun. Down with that. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, speaking of having fun, um, bombing hills is fun. Maybe uh, not big. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That dog. Is it? That was it. Uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, speaking of having fun, nothing more fun than bombing hills. Um, maybe not hills quite as big as uh, the one that reigning Sodi Milton Martinez took on this week at uh, San Diego's uh, Dictionary Hill for independent trucks. Uh, this week, Indy shared about 10 different angles of at least two runs down this hill. Patrick, were you as transfixed as I was by this video? I think I'm getting old because I was just terrified, especially the, in the the one clip that was circulating where there's the cop pulling up the hill, and I couldn't help but wonder, like, is that police officer going to pull pull over and tell you know tell him like, hey, 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 stop? Of course, he's not going to be able to stop, but was he going to pull over and hassle the guy who spot you know who's you know the spotter at the top of the hill? Um, like, it's getting to the point now where I'm starting to get scared that somebody is going to get hurt. Because from here, that hill, Dictionary Hill, is one of the steepest in the country. And it's not even on the, I don't even think it's actually on the top 10. And it's still very, very, very. Um, and I'm wondering if somebody's going to hurt themselves. I mean, we saw what was happening on the Dolores Hill bomb where there was mm-hmm. that one guy who crashed into a bunch of people. Another kid who had a traumatic brain injury one year. It's just getting to the point where I think there's some thrill seekers out there who are thinking like, oh, this is nothing. Like, this is how I'm going to chase some clout. And they don't realize how dangerous this, you know, this is. But um, I did ask a couple of people about Dictionary Hill because I said I'm fascinating. First of all, because that name. So it turns up 
So it's in San Diego. It's apparently not too far from the border with, with Mexico. And it's called Dictionary Hill because there was an encyclopedia company which purchased land from the government, $25 a parcel. And they gave away a lot with every encyclopedia or dictionary that was sold. So apparently the developers who never went there just went, they surveyed it, they laid down roads and plotted on a grid, which is absolutely wild. And actually LA, actually, so of the top 10 hills, top 10 steepest hills in the country, there's six of them are in either LA or San Francisco. You all have probably seen the clip with the Nuge bombing Baxter Street and Echo Park in LA, just terrifying. Like that is really, 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 really steep. And the ground is awful too. Um, do you all think that maybe we need to just say call time on this on this hobby because it's you know peace split he died uh, I think he got hit by a garbage truck right like it, it's I, I know I know I know it's probably the worst thing for a skater to be saying no it's too dangerous but dog 30 40 miles an hour in traffic even with us you know even with a spotter and it's early in the morning and no one around something could still go wrong yeah I think the the biggest problem is traffic you know I, I think that we're all pretty adept at like sliding out or taking a slam like i think the problem is the cars and the the unknowns that can just pop up uh and yeah it's fucking dangerous like no doubt about that but it is fun but we love watching it that's the other thing though it it makes for it's one of those things like there's a couple things that folks who don't skate absolutely love they love kickflips right they love Someone doing something like something really simple, like a 50-50 or board slide down a handrail, and they love hill bombing. But like there was something about this one. Um, I think this seemed, even though I think Baxter Street in Echo Park is steeper, and it's wild that the Nuge did it. Like there was something about this that seemed way more terrifying. So I got to go counterpoint. I I heard about Milton doing. Uh, you know, I saw stills of the hill bomb. Which you know is uh, pretty scintillating. There, I say sarcastically. I don't know if it it was the combination of you know a bunch of different angles, uh, media blitz of a hill bomb, Milton Martinez, who's a great skater but kind of a one trick pony. I guess wow. I was just kind of like not that interested in it. Wow, and, that's heavy slander. <laughs> that's oh. a Sodi talking about. Damn. Damn, heavy slander. All right, I got to own up to that. I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, San Diego hill bomb, nice asphalt street, couple rolls. Did he do it on a longboard? Did someone say that? Or like a wider wheelbase? I guess I guess just like the straight hill bomb isn't that interesting to me. And maybe it's like critical mass of how many hills we've seen people ride down for like 17 seconds after maybe a decent clip. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's maybe a little bit of skateboard like hive mind where you know someone does something really novel in skateboarding a la gx1000 which made hills in san francisco interesting again because they were doing gnarly shit before bombing the hill and then it just kind of played itself out in the way that skateboarding always does where it's like all right we're gonna do this ad nauseum for like four years (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah. and, and milton martinez straight line beelining down a hill in san diego and san diego is great if i want to go to the beach or watch peter smollick skating but like uh, a hill in san diego yeah, i don't know it just it seemed contrived to me and i did watch it and it's incredible and that hill is steep as all hell uh, you know assuming that the netherworld has incline but 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I was not that... Imp- That's a stupid thing to say. It was impressive, but it seemed to get an outsized uh, amount of attention. So there's mm. my counterpoint. Long drawn out. I, I think that's fair. Um, it, I think that the way the video was done, you know, it's like six different angles, two runs. It's like, you know, pretty uh, uh, over the top, I think. But I yeah. think that the way that they did it, like it's over the top, but it's like it, you just like felt it. I think that, you know, they could have put some kind of like dramatic music under it and then it would have felt like really cheesy. But the choice to <laughs> just leave it um, with natural audio, you know, you could just like feel the intensity from like the screaming of the wheels. And yeah, I, I get it. I think that like I kind of agree with you that, that like the idea of like, do a gnarly trick and then there's 17 seconds of hill bombing like that's pretty tired but i think this this was like a video like you watch it once and you're like okay that was like you know what it was fucking hate that term uh is what it is but it is just like like it's its own standalone little thing that was nice here in this video instead of like stuck in his video part or something you know like that would have been like a total I don't know, bummer to mm-hmm. have this thing in, in the middle of video part or something. Uh, maybe it's, you know, tailor made for the Instagram age, you know, because we all have the short attention span. But, you know, you compare this to say there's uh, that doubles at the end of Roll Up, the GX1000 video from two years ago, mm-hmm. where it's two guys um, going down there, starting like kind of power sliding through corners, ollieing this little gap, and then keep going, they keep going, they keep going, they keep screwing up at this one curb, right? With the um, with the ADA with like the little uh, scraper point for uh, visually impaired people, right? Mm-hmm. And then they bomb that huge hill. There's something about that that feels that much more impressive because it requires not only like you got to know every turn, right? You got to power slide just right, right? So you don't slip out. You have to ollie a gap, right? You have to have spotters all the way down the hill. This hill's not as steep, right? But it's definitely one of those ones where it um, it definitely pitches you as it goes on. Or, you know, we could even bring up, uh, this is definitely in the show notes, but the greatest hill bomb of all time is Sean Young in Antiheroes Fucktards, Golf Street in San Francisco, in the rain, and apparently he's on acid. Yeah, like, but- you will never top that. You will <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever top that. I, I don't want to be Mr. Counterpoint guy. <laughs> But, like, one other thing about Thrasher videos back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, homies bombing the hill, and the guy with a camera and a fisheye is right there with him, <laughs> keeping him perfectly pretty framed. And, like, I, I guess, again, I'm not downplaying it. I've, I've been to San Francisco, and you want to skate some stupid ledge on a hill, and you drop in three feet above the the ledge and you're going too fast and, and and you feel shameful for ever even thinking in the future that you might downplay the awesomeness of this hill skating i i don't know like there's a part of me that wants to say it's 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 kind of like visually and the way you end up watching it it's on par with a long manual and that and sorry sorry templeton it is what it is you know it's going no, I, fast. i'm on i'm I'm down to to uh, lower my love for a hill bomb if you're if you're down to increase your hate for long manuals. Oh, um, I had a I, I my my buddy told me that manuals are 
like if you figure out manuals and you figure out that balance then they're just easy and then there was a video part recently this year where like manuals just happened and they didn't rely on any context or any spot it was just like oh like there's a bump to bar i can ollie that and then manual into the street and it it, it was the complete undoing for, of manuals for me but we're talking about hill bombs here um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should well, i should tie it back just to say that like no the sean young thing that's awesome i i, I guess it's just Maybe maybe the Milton Martinez hill bomb. It's like we were gonna make this a thing. Someone was like, "This is a thing. <laughs> it's gonna be everywhere." And I don't know. I, I I think the straight line, the straight line, no ollie. I I really vibed with the end of uh that GX one thousand video where they're doing shit. Like yeah, you got to do like hop the thing, turn, power slide, get it, and then bomb that shit. Like that's yeah. dope. Just just all right, here we go. Yeah, you know what it is? Hammers 7 more, through 13. Like, no. There's, there's, uh, there's more points of failure in the GX1000 uh, doubles uh, hill bombing ender. And so what that makes it so much more complicated, right? It's a, it's a lot more, uh, it's almost like dance, right? It's like choreography, right? Yeah. You have your spotters at every single intersection, right? You have somebody at the top of the hill, right? You, and you just have to, you have to keep this, it's one thing to bomb a hill straight on, right? There used to be a hill, there's still a hill by my parents' house that I used to bomb even at night to go visit my friend Ryan, uh, who lived across town. And I used to be able to do that joint at night, right? And it'd be pitch black, no street lights. And, you know, it's like a combination of confidence, right? And also experience. You know every pothole, every crack, every single place where you might mess up, right? And, and you still need some luck. Exactly. <laughs> And it, it feels like you could never do that on the hill that Milton Martinez, that he bombed. Like, that is not a hill that you regularly bomb. And I think that's, maybe that's what uh, is making this feel a little bit frustrating. Like, the GX1000 videos got us hyped because these guys skate these hills all the time. This is all that they do. So, you know, there is... Um, yeah, know, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying about the John video. It's like, with the GX guys, it's like this is like their spots. Like it's not their hometown spots, but it's like their home spots. Like they're just out skating what's what's around where they live. Whereas the Milton Hill Bomb is kind of like it's an event. You know, they everybody flew down there. They got their the crew the spotters. They went down to do this one thing, and then they probably you know partied a little bit and headed home. So you feel kind of like it's a bit like uh, Evil Knievel, Snake River Canyon, something like that. Like. Are we getting to the point where you feel like, oh, God, like this is it's an event? Well, I mean, I think the, the evil Knievel element is a good point in that evil Knievel, have half the fun with him. Butte, Montana, born in Butte, Montana. My mom was born there. I go to Butte many summers. You can legally drink on the street in Butte, Montana. As I you digress. should be allowed to. I digress. Like the fun of evil Knievel was that he might break every bone in his body. <laughs> and so yeah you 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 have that obviously looking at the hill that milton did but then nothing happened he went down the hill he didn't speed wobble he went down the hill like i think the best hill bombs and you know to be clear bombing hills is fun and seeing people almost eat shit but make it out is also fun that's when it's good i think of that uh marius Yep. Cyphane in 
that's an that that's an approximation of his last name. He has that switch crook in the ditch mm-hmm. where it's that ledge that goes into a bank. He goes down. He hits flat. He has the most deadly switch stance speed wobble that has ever happened and been survived. And, you know, obviously he has to put an arm up in celebration. That's the stuff that I like where it's, again, it's just more than straight line, seven angles, <laughs> fear factor. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh wow. You're, you're taking it. You're taking like, it. There. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of just at this point, I'm just kind of being the heel with the whole topic. But, you know, there's definitely interesting shit. And then there's I, I just think it was overhyped. And, yeah, I'm sure it's incredible. And, you know, maybe Thrasher Taliban's going to kidnap me and take me to the hill. <laughs> but it wow. Is, yeah. Basically, by your logic, you preferred Milton Martinez kickflipping into the Sunset Car Wash bank because he destroyed his ankle. Like, we saw him, you know, that could have been a career-ending injury. And your man not only went back, he went back, he kickflipped it, and he got a cover. He got skater of the year because he conquered something whereas with this you feel like do you think that like for example if he got like road rash across his entire back but legs you know maybe jammed the finger broke a finger something like that oh, man. it'd oh. be more intense <laughs> no i don't i don't want anybody to get hurt or you know i it, you know that does provide narrative and not every skateboard trick obviously needs any narrative that's silly uh for me to like go all the way there i'm just thinking like you know he he, he just beeline the hill again it's kind of it just wasn't that interesting is maybe my biggest complaint i think that's fair yeah i mean, I mean I, beelining a hill is fucking sketchy but uh, oh yeah it's insane, it is a little we all like boring. carve carve the shit out of it right <laughs> <laughs> no i would do it i you could not pay me I mean, actually, yeah. Would, would y'all do that? If, if somebody said, like, yo, um, we'll give you 100000 bucks," would you bomb that hill? Do I get the 100000 if I slam? Like, if I don't make it? No, you got to make it, dog. Hmm. 100000 bucks. would you bomb that hill? Would you, would you bomb Dictionary Hill? I, for 100000 bucks, I might go for it. And, like, I'm not even, like, a hill bomber. I'm just, um, I like money, No prep, no nothing. Like, you don't even get to do, like, that halfway. Like, I'm going to start halfway and then work my way up. I'm talking about Thrasher Teleband pops you out of the trunk at the top of Dictionary Hill. <laughs> There's a briefcase with a hundred grand at the bottom. They hand yeah, you a board to go get it. it. Yeah, I'm talking about a hundred thou cash. Unmarked bills, American. Unmarked bills, and there's already an agreement in place. It's untaxed. You just get to chill with it. Hundred k. Would you do it, Mike? Would you, Mike? You do it. I mean, I'm probably like, all right, fuck it, and then you know, bail and heel drag <laughs> and run into the ocean or something like dip nope. out no custom and also no custom setup just like whatever board that you have right now whatever you're riding you're set up right now oh man i got a loose front truck kingpin nut like that thing would vibrate <laughs> off oh so you'd be like full day one <laughs> oh no man I, yeah I'd be, I'd be done i'd be done <laughs> Oh, that would All right, be Patrick, what about you? They, you pop out of the trunk, your eyes get adjusted, you're at the top of the hill, what do you do? All right, all right. Uh, I'm already getting, uh, I'm already feeling like my heart is like beating just like, just thinking about just looking at that photo. Um, I think I would try it. I think I would try it. I, it would probably be absolutely terrifying, but I think it would make, 
if I could survive that, then everything else about skating would just be easy. You, I would actually no. You know what? Honestly, yeah. I, after that, like, what what else is going to be hard? The mega ramp? Even mega ramp is not that big compared to that hill. Man, that that's an interesting thing. Like, yeah, the dropping in on the mega ramp is actually yeah a steeper uh, variant. But yeah. I guess it's not as long. But yeah, didn't Lizard King do the mega ramp on? Uh, was it on acid or on ecstasy or both? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he kickflipped the mega ramp, no grab. That's pretty fucking amazing. Actually, you know what? <laughs> like, where is Lizard King? Lizard King should be doing stuff like this. <laughs> it would be more interesting if Lizard King, yeah, Mike I don't Plum, know. was the one who did that hill. Yeah, but because I think, like, and certainly, like, I, I think he's, um, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he's, he's cleaned up. Um, I, he, I think he might be sober now. Um, but there was something interesting, like when there was that generation as like the Baker Boys, Piss Drunks, there's that generation of skaters who were really pushing themselves to the edge with partying when they were doing dangerous stuff, like Ali Bulala, the 25 star Ali. <laughs> and you know, like you know what? It actually, yeah, that's a great comparison, right? Because um, who's homeboy who did it again? Who actually landed it but did the grab? Jaws. Jaws. Okay, so Jaws did it. But Jaws was prepared and things were getting wiped down. And it was, it's like compare and contrast, right? Ali Bulala just being like, I'm out here dressed like a uh, thrift store Johnny Thunders. I'm going to try and Ali this. <laughs> There's something about that where you're just like, yo, even if he was somewhat sober doing that, uh, his judgment was still impaired enough. He was, there was still a little bit of fried happening that his judgment was not quite all there when he decided to do it. And there's just something about it that just seems so random and so beautiful. And it's cool that he didn't even make it. Just the fact that the board just exploded and he split his pants and shoes went all over the place. There's just something about that that's just more fun. And if someone makes it like Lizard King, what was that called? Candy flipping where it's ecstasy and acid? Doing the mega <laughs> ramp like that? <laughs> I just want to say for Ali Bulala, the kind of lack of pomp and circumstance for like a 25 stair ollie attempt yeah all, all props go to him the oh, the, yeah. the balance of props is clearly on his side Certainly. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so then for the dude who made it oh, yeah for jaws yeah, of course jaws made it but the thing is when i think about that stair set i do not think about jaws landing it riding away i think about ali bulala and did his wear, board... like, football pads or something i believe he did and do he what you gotta do. I mean, yes, do what you have to do to be able to make the trick. Absolutely. I mean, there are no rules in skating. That being said, I mean, <laughs> that being said, there is there's something kind of beautiful of that kind of recklessness combined with, um, you know, combined with somebody who is definitely not seeing straight. And like I go back to that Sean Young in the antihero video because Golf Street in the rain like just like the, i don't think the video does not the, the video doesn't do it justice because someone is also i think was filming from the car following yeah that's what it was i was pushing. trying to picture he's, the yeah he's pushing in the rain and he's switch pushing yeah like pushing in the, and it, it's it's pouring rain and you're thinking like it's and it's you know it's bay area so it's cold you know that cold miserable wet san francisco rain and you're probably, I'm sure the acid was hidden. And so the, <laughs> every dream was feeling every drop, droplet. And you're thinking like, if you like, when you do like those big pushes, you know, like when you're going to get a lot of speed and you're like, you're throwing you the whole weight, like the whole portion of your, your femur, right? 
like uh, up against your, your pelvic bone, and you feel like the whole like you like your whole leg is going into it. Feeling if that you right overstep, now. you will flip over, right? And he would have gone flying down the street, tumbling down the street. So the fact that he was able to have so much control and be completely in tune with what was happening around him, despite being, you know, out there, like that to me is beautiful. And like that to me is untouchable. <laughs> but then maybe, you know, then maybe like, uh, am I low key saying like, if you're going to do something this crazy, at least take acid. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy because you know, like next thing you find out, somebody's just like, "Oh yeah, like I, I heard on the podcast, like take acid and you know do an acid drop off of a building." So, mostly skateboarding does not endorse the use of illegal substances to uh, enhance skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, great, perfect disclaimer. Do we cover hill bombing? Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, just smash into the end. Um, Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on a video part from a video that I think twice got bumped from actually being discussed in or at any length on this podcast. Taylor Kirby in the Death Wish video was incredible. First part had that kickflip. Mm-hmm. That uh, was that a thirty-foot kickflip? Does that seem reasonable? I mean, twenty-five feet? I don't know. I mean, how wide is a two-lane road? I mean, it seems pretty damn wide. Uh, that was one of his ladder tricks in his part, but that dude who I wasn't super familiar with, uh, Templeton, before we started recording, told me that he is a Shep dog, which is a good little piece of context for Taylor Kirby, but that dude's awesome. Looks not quite like a Death Wish dude, if you got a lot of uh, Delfino in your mind, but... Skates gnarly, lands solid. I think what what got me is like, yeah, he'll ollie a four foot wall into a bank and then he's riding away like he did a little half scraper ollie off a curb. I don't know. I appreciated his video part quite a bit, and that's what I was stoked on. Patrick, how about you? What are you stoked on? Yo, I'm stoked on Hanukkah. It's the first night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to y'all. Tomorrow night we're doing latkes at the crib. Um, Shout out to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Uh, stoked on posting that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, stoked on Spitfire Wheels. There's two parts I really, really have been enjoying this week. Other than uh, Johnny Wilson's video, which just dropped today, but um, I I enjoyed uh, Hator De Silva's Adidas part, filmed partially in Athens. Uh, actually, Athens. That's the place I really want to go. And I also um, I actually really. This is going to sound weird for me anyway. I really liked Jamie Foy's part in the Death Wish video. Dude, me too. The whole Death, the whole Death <laughs> Wish video was really video. fucking good. That was a great video. Was it was it Matt Price who told us that uh, Jamie Foy like like he could crush like fried chicken and go skate? Yeah, he I think he said that he got like two meatball subs at some uh event <laughs> and Matt Matt thought that he was um the filmer. Wow. Uh, yep, I remember that. Um real quick in the Twin Cities at Third Layer when I worked there, they, they, they did a contest called King of the Groms. So it was a 12 and under contest. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a judge for that contest. And literally, like, a good portion of a lot of the leading edge pros came to Minneapolis when they were 12 or younger 
to uh, vie for the Grom crown as king. And so, like, yeah, Foy definitely came through, and he was, like, still, a, obviously, it was a super ball, you know, like a super ball, bouncy ball when he was a little tiny child. But, yeah, we also had, like, Louis Lopez, Chaz Ortiz, God, some of those dudes with, like, the harsh, like, millennial parent names, Grayson Aiden, or whatever. Aiden, Jaden, Caden. Aiden, Jaden, Caden. All those dudes skated the contest. But, yeah, we remember... Me and the judges from, God, when would it have been? 2005, like, Foy was down there. and We, we loved him. <laughs> he was great. It's the whole side. Sick. So good. Um, I'm stoked. I did an Instagram live conversation with CSEF, who do scholarships for skateboarders. Um, it's about that time of year. Get those donations in. Also, throw some money to skate after school, who are really awesome. Ryan Lay is very involved with them. They're based out of Arizona. Unfortunately, just heard the word that Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Debo, from Friday, he passed. Uh, apparently, he died of a heart attack. He was mm. 62. My grandmother gave me that chain. So <laughs> I think I'm going to be re-watching Friday, this Hanukkah. Uh, Templeton, what you stoked on? <laughs> you know, as usual, all, all I've been doing is watching TV when I'm not working or making this podcast. So I'm stoked on another TV show. Uh, this one is called Deutschland 89. It's a German TV show that's like made in partnership with, I think, Sundance Channel. It's on Hulu. Um, but basically, it's it's like the third series in this series. It's like Deutschland 83, Deutschland 86, and now Deutschland 89 follows a German spy who's like um, getting into uh, spy shit in like a historical context. You know, it's like this guy's involved in like all the newsworthy shit from those times. So that's, it's a really good show, but it's uh, in German. So you got to read the subtitles. Uh, also stoked on uh, Robin DeWitt's part on Free Skate. Robin DeWitt is like the undisputed king of the Crooked Grind. Uh, about six years ago, he did a Crooked Grind popover to Crooked Grind popover that like I still think about to this day. Uh, and then he, you know, continues to push the Crooked Grind in this new part on free skate. Uh, finally, I'm stoked to check out Patrick's chat with uh, the CEF dudes, which will be linked in the show notes. Uh, and that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at Colonel K Speaks. That's Colonel like the military rank not the popcorn kernel, and on Instagram at P. Kigongo. Mike, where can the people find you on the internet? On the internet, I am to be found on both Twitter and Instagram at M. Munzenrider. It's all phonetic. Mr. Elliot Templeton, where are you on the internet? I am on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. We'll see you guys next week. Take care, y'all. Happy Hanukkah.